Hey, my name is Grace, and this is Rooted Ramblings, a podcast that explores the stories underneath the surface that ground people's lives. In this episode, I show you some more intimate parts of my writing process and the process of growing as a writer, which also translates into advancing in how I think about my own memories. You'll hear me explore how participating in NaNoWriMo can be beneficial as a writer. And once again, you'll hear me struggle with my own self-doubts about what I'm doing with my writing and doubts around my dreams and finding purpose in life. I'm going to keep being vulnerable with you in this episode and sharing with you some of my rambling thoughts from October to December of 2017. I'm progressing in my writing at this time and have some big realizations about how writing itself helps me to grow and develop as a human being. I start to see old parts of myself differently. Writing truly is a very powerful tool, and so is sharing with you on this podcast. I got some great feedback from listeners after my first podcast. Several people told me that they liked it, so I'm motivated to keep sharing with you. And even though the writing that I'm talking about does talk about suicide and grief, you'll see throughout this episode that probably the bigger story that I'm trying to tell is about walking on our own path and finding purpose and transforming pain and suffering into service. Without further ado, let's travel back to my audio journal from October 2017. But today I'm still feeling just like a little anxious. And I wonder if it's because like the ladies in my writing group, the last time we met, they were kind of pushing me a little bit to just kind of show more details. And um, so I'm trying to do that in my writing. So it's going a little bit slower in terms of getting all my ideas down because I'm going like deeper into my memories of the time period. Like, and this was like 10 years ago and stuff. So, um, it can be hard to remember things, but then, you know, things kind of come back and it's like, I'm thinking about these things that I experienced a long time ago for like the first time. It's just kind of like a weird experience to kind of go through and account things that you lived because at the time that I was living them, I didn't know that I was going to be documenting this later. So it's just kind of a weird exercise in reflection. It's like, a, it's kind of like a very deep form of reflection in terms of like reflecting on your life. And it's, I don't know, it's just one of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like one of the most, just a very profound experience um, to be looking at something that I lived from this different perspective. My mind is just a little bit confused because we like to go through our life and have these like mental models kind of about how things are going to happen 
And when things are happening that are so different than what you thought was going to happen, it's like hard to understand somewhat. Um, so I think that's just what I'm struggling with right now is like, it's kind of like anxiety about going into the memories and like feeling a little bit not grounded. I felt a little bit emotional because I was writing outside at this park at um, a trailhead, there was a picnic table and I took my laptop there and I knew my time would be limited because the sun was setting. Um, I had like about an hour to actually work on my writing. And so as it started getting darker, I left and I was like still kind of in the middle of, of this chapter kind of, so I didn't really get to come to any clear conclusions and maybe that was what was a little bit emotional. And like, I think I'm also just struggling, like, cause when I go back and look back at some of this stuff, I'm realizing more like how I was really struggling in those years. Like I'm seeing this time period from a totally different mind because when I first was living through like you know, the aftermath of my grandma's suicide and the early years of college, which I also had some other like emotional turmoil going on. But when I was living through that, I think I was definitely in denial of a lot of my emotions and a lot of my issues. Um, I think I was trying to face some things or trying to cope with life in my, the best way that I could. But I definitely, you know, when I looked at examples of people around me that I knew had experienced grief, I think they also dealt with things the same way. So I was just learning the best way I knew how. Um, but I was totally in a lot of denial of like a lot of my feelings. Look, I'm seeing how I like was really isolating myself more than I realized at the time. Um, I think I was just trying to be like this perfect person that didn't have any problems, but in doing that, I like kind of had to push people away in order to maintain that persona. And that's like really hard for me to see. I'm like really sad thinking about it. And so like writing about this stuff and like having these new realizations, about my own denial and issues. Um, it is, does bring up some emotions and then I'm having to figure out how to like ground myself again. And then I'm wondering like, just the fact that I'm having all these realizations now, like 10 years later, I'm just like wondering things about my life. Like what else don't I know about my life that I'll find out in 10 years? Like, it's just kind of a weird experience. Um, cause yeah, I'm just like kind of confused by the shift in my memories. So I don't know if that rambling clip made any sense to you guys. I think what I was talking about was, um, there's just this deep reflection process that happens when, you write about memories from 10 years ago and you start to see your life differently. Um, I'd never really taken the time to delve back into those memories. And um, 
for those of you listening who maybe haven't lost a family member to suicide um, or friend or I mean, a lot of people have been affected by that. So you might be familiar with this or just any kind of traumatic grief. Really, there's all kinds of different traumatic ways that uh, grief can happen and loss. So um, it when my grandma died, it was just a huge shock. None of us would have ever seen that coming. And um, I think that shock, it just rattles, well, it rattled me to my core in a way. Um, I didn't, I tried to go on with life as normal without acknowledging my grief for a long time. And so that's, I think that's what I'm talking about is I don't think I realized at the time how much that loss impacted me in the way that I view the world. And especially in my career, because I was studying um, psychology at that time, I actually declared my major in psychology the same semester that my grandma died of suicide. And it was, um, the mind was an area that I was already interested in um, before that. But um, so I was studying psychology and then I um, ended up working in the nonprofit sector a little bit and then studying social work in grad school. And so maybe it's just my career. Um, in this next clip from this was also from October, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more just about uh, intellectualizing my grief, I think, um, which I think um I think sometimes people are too hard on this idea of how intellectualizing your grief can be a bad thing. I think uh, that understanding things from a rational, logical point of view can also be really helpful. And one of the hard things about um, even understanding things with our mind with suicide is at least for me, when I was uh, taking psychology courses and social work courses, there wasn't even a lot that reflected my experience in those classes. I learned about a lot of other great things um, for helping people, but I didn't learn about grief much. I didn't learn about traumatic loss. I didn't learn about suicide loss and even how that could affect someone who's a clinician or a family member that loses someone to suicide. So in a way, I do think that intellectualizing uh, grief can be an important thing just to understand what other people have experienced. But of course, it's also important to grief is also a very personal process. And it's also important to go into our own experience. So here's a little bit more from October. For a long time, I think maybe because of me studying psychology and things, social work and stuff. Like, I think I just tried to become an expert on issues in order to feel like I had a handle on them. Um, and maybe intellectually I understood some things more than, but that didn't, doesn't mean that I had a handle on how to deal with my own emotions and my own reality. I could intellectualize things and try to understand other people's realities or try to understand things that I'd experienced from this abstract perspective. But 
that didn't help me to understand my own reality, like my lived experience and how the different things that I've experienced, like came together to create the person that I am. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the best way that I can put it. Um, so another point that might be important to make here is just how, um, when I lost this family member to suicide, I felt an extreme amount of powerlessness over the situation. Obviously, uh, it wasn't an out, an outcome that I would have ever wanted for my grandma. And, um, and plus probably being in my, in the, I was very young in the field that I was, um, going into in the helping professions, but as someone who wanted to help other people with possibly mental health or other issues, um, the idea of someone, uh, dying of their mental health issues, um, that, that the helping professional wasn't able to help them, um, just is causes a feeling of powerlessness. And, um, not that I was the person that whose role it was to help my grandma. Um, but I think underlying, I just felt this feeling of powerlessness. And so I compensated for that by trying to feel like an expert in my field and just using my brain to try to understand mental illness better. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad I'm able to talk about this now. I think in a way writing about it actually gives me more of a sense of control over the situation because I am able to go back and um, write down, take action and write down my observations of what happened and my experience, take some more control back over my experience, this experience of traumatic loss. Um, so in this next section, I am going to be talking about just getting more and deeper into the writing process with NaNoWriMo. I love NaNoWriMo. If you're not familiar with what that is, it is short for National Novel Writing Month, and it happens every year in the month of November. Check out N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org for more information. Now, I was a rule breaker because I didn't exactly stick to the guideline to work on a new fictional piece for this month, but breaking the rules is totally okay. And I was doing what I needed to do to explore and grow for my writing. I since have used at least a little of what I wrote during NaNoWriMo month in my book, and I'm sure I will possibly use more of it, or at least return to it as a reference to help me in the future. Here's me at the beginning and end of November. This thing has kind of become my little writing journal when I don't want to write. And today's November 4th, uh, Saturday. Um, I'm attempting to do NaNoWriMo with some of my writing. It's kind of some writing for my novel that's a little bit experimental that I'm not sure if I'm going to include in the book. 
but I just need to kind of write to explore and get it out there. Um, I've been trying to pace myself early in the month so I don't burn myself out, but I think last night I might have gone a little bit overboard. Um, I went to a coffee shop and I guess I sat down and started writing and I ended up staying because I felt like I had a lot to say and I ended up writing like 7,000 words in one day, which was kind of intense, but um, it was enjoyable and it was fun. And I drank a lot of jasmine tea. Um, (coughs) So, but today I'm feeling like really stressed about it and kind of burned out. So I'm taking a break today. And tomorrow I might do some fun stuff too. So I'm not sure how much writing I'm going to get done tomorrow. But... I'm going to be house-sitting for Rex this week, so maybe while I'm at my parents' house, maybe it will motivate me to want to write more. Um, Yeah, it's kind of fun just being playful and um, not really having a set plan of what I'm trying to say. I have some themes that I want to explore, but I don't want to be too over-intellectual about those themes, so I want to base it in practical experience. So, and it's kind of fun that I'm writing about myself because I can get ideas from my current life and just write about things that I'm doing in the present, but then I can also go back and explore past memories um, when I feel like it's appropriate So it's kind of fun. And I mean, it would be nice to reach the 50,000 words, but my goal right now is just to try not to quit because last year I made it like a week and I made like, wrote like 16,000 words or something. And then the election happened and it kind of derailed me because I was like stressed about that, Um, which I guess was understandable. But this year, I want to be committed to it because it feels like I'm making a commitment to myself and to my art and to this work um, to see if it really is something that I like to see if I really do have something to say that's worth saying that other people might buy a book to read Um, because I have been a little bit stuck in my novel writing. So I need to kind of take this opportunity to push myself beyond what I know I can do and step into the unknown more. So that's really what I'm learning about the writing process is like, I need to allow myself to explore while I'm writing. I think I still have a tendency, even though I've been doing more creative writing with this book, um, I still have a tendency to slip into some of my old research writing habits where in research, you typically have an outline and you know, you've done a lot of research. So you like kind of know what you're going to say. Um, at least that's been my experience. And with this, I'm trying to take a different approach where I'm exploring like conflicts and things that challenge me and I'm trying to generate new ideas through my writing. So if I know what I'm going to say, then that's kind of boring. 
Um, so by writing about things, I can kind of see things in a different way. And that's kind of exciting. Um, it's hard to explain other than that, but I guess it's helpful having this voice recorder for me to talk to when I'm like sick of writing. I can just kind of vent to this maybe. And I do have some other friends that are doing NaNoWriMo that are encouraging me and giving me tips. Um, and I'll probably try to check out some of the write-ins that are happening where I can meet other people in the area that are doing NaNoWriMo, but maybe I'll save that for later in the month when I'm maybe feeling a little bit more discouraged because that might be a good pick-me-up or something. And then it is the end of November and I did write over 30,000 words this month. Um, the NaNoWriMo contest is just a friendly contest to try to write over 50,000 words in a month, which is about 1,667 words per day. And I made it over halfway. Um, so I'm really proud of myself um, for making that attempt. And it was a really helpful process. I wrote about some different aspects of my life and started to see some of my story in a different way. Um, and it was kind of like narrative therapy, which is this like type of therapy where you kind of reframe the stories that you tell yourself about your life. So it kind of was like an exercise in that for me just on a personal level, but I was also exploring, um, if there were other aspects of my personal story that I wanted to include in the book that I started, um, because at my writing group, one of the ladies was kind of encouraging me in that direction. So, and I thought I should probably explore it, but what I decided for now is that I don't want to include any of what I've written so far in the book. I mean, I got some maybe ideas of things I could include, but, um, cause one of the ideas was about, um, finding purpose because I think that having a sense of purpose and meaning in life is helpful for preventing suicide. And, um, but what I found was that I haven't arrived like at my sense of purpose. I'm still on that journey. And I think writing this book is a part of that journey for me. Um, and so I have to kind of get further along on it in order for me to like, even be able to write about what does it mean to find purpose? Um, this last clip was recorded in December of 2017. And honestly, I can relate a lot to this last clip and where I'm at presently. As I record this podcast, it's now May of 2018, and I'm in another one of those phases of self-doubt. I'm starting to wonder if that is just part of this process of creating. I have times when I'm so excited about what I'm creating and want to share it with the world. And then there are times when I want to hide and forget that I ever started this project because I have no idea how to move forward. In my life right now, I'm just at a point where I need to be focusing on my career and that is a good thing. 
So there's really nothing wrong with putting my writing on a shelf for a little bit. I'm still journaling and writing for myself and working on my own personal development. So I'm sure when it's time, I'll make more progress with my writing. It doesn't mean that I need to abandon this project altogether. So here's me sharing vulnerably more of my doubts. I just wanted to talk because um, I'm kind of embarrassed and I've been feeling really stuck lately in, in some ways. And it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I've just been really questioning the writing project that I've started. And I did a lot of writing in November to try to do the National Novel Writing Month, and I wrote over 30,000 words, but then I kind of realized the writing I had been doing, like it might have been helpful for me at the time, but I kind of realized that a lot of it I probably wouldn't use in my book. Um, I think the theme that I was exploring was important. I was trying to explore um, my own personal journey of trying to find more meaning and purpose in my work and in my life, because that's a big theme that I think is important for suicide prevention efforts to be more aware of and try to work more for instead of just keeping people alive to try to help people create more meaningful and purposeful lives. But I kind of realized that like I haven't actually gotten to where I want to be. So it just felt a little bit stupid to be writing about my journey because a big part of my journey, I think, is going to be writing this book. But, and maybe that will be part of what I write about is the journey of doing this. Um, so I guess it's good that I'm doing these recordings when I don't feel like writing because I'm sort of capturing the challenging moments of this journey. And I also have a goal because part of what the NaNoWriMo experience this year taught me was that um, one of my next steps with my writing is going to be um, doing interviews with family members. And I don't know exactly how I'm going to use that in my writing, but that's just what I feel like I need to do for my next step. And maybe it will be helpful for me and my own grief journey. Um, I'm not really sure like how it's going to be helpful or useful for this project, but I do feel like that's what I need to do because I like, and maybe part of that is opening up with family members about the writing that I'm doing. Um, so I do feel like I need to get some more, of a plan around that. I think I'm realizing I just need to like, just do something to try to help me move forward. I don't want to stay stuck. Even if like, even if I end up totally throwing away this whole project, like at least I will have made a decision. Um, because the worst thing is just being living in ambiguity. Um, and not making a decision about something, um, or just being stuck. Like, I just don't like the feeling of being stuck. I like to be growing or moving forward or being in the present moment in a way that feels more meaningful, um, making the present moment more present and meaningful. That's still 
some type of motion, it seems like, or some type of, even if it's not an action, a movement in the quality of my being. And um, so, yeah, I need to challenge myself to talk into my digital voice recorder when I'm feeling stuck or write. Thank you for listening to episode two of Rooted Ramblings, um, this podcast. I really appreciate your support. Um, It's hard to put myself out there like this, and sometimes I wonder if I should be doing it, but what's keeping me going is I keep hearing about suicides. Um, You know, there've been a lot of celebrity suicides in the media lately, which is, can be kind of overwhelming for a lot of people. And I keep, you know, I hear occasionally about a friend of a friend or someone who knows someone um, who recently died of suicide. And it's just so tragic that it keeps happening. And I'm not saying that my podcast is going to change that, but I do feel like more of us need to start sharing our stories, whether we're a survivor of suicide, uh, if we've personally lost someone close to us to suicide, we need to tell our story and the story of the person who died, I think, Um, or whether we're someone who've struggled with mental health issues themselves, um, which I have had my share of those as well. Um, So I just want everyone out there who's listening, I just really appreciate your support. Please reach out to me um, or someone you know, or call the suicide hotline if you're thinking about suicide. Um, I can get that number one second. Okay. So, um, the national suicide prevention lifeline, which you can call, uh, 24 hours anytime, uh, is 1-800-273-8255. And if you're a veteran, you can also call there's a veterans crisis line. And the number I have for that is 855-882-6629. So please reach out for help. Um, if you're in that kind of place, thank you. Have a good day. Bye.